Good morning, church family. We are in a series over the book of Habakkuk. And if you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 6 through 20. These verses are God's response to the evil in Habakkuk's day. And I want you to keep that in mind as I read these verses. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 6 through 20. Shall not all these take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddles for him? That's Babylon, by the way. And say, woe to him, that's Babylon, who heaps up what is not his own. For how long? And loads himself with pledges. Will not your debtors suddenly arise and those awake who will make you tremble? Then you will be spoiled for them. Because you, that's Babylon, have plundered many nations, all the remnants of the peoples shall plunder you. For the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house, to set his nest on high, to be safe from the reach of harm. You have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life, for the stone will cry out from the wall, and the beam from the woodwork respond. Woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Behold, is it not from the Lord of hosts that peoples labor merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who makes his neighbors drink. You pour out your wrath and make them drunk in order to gaze at their nakedness. You will have your fill of shame instead of glory. Drink yourself and show your uncircumcision. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you, and utter shame will come upon your glory. The violence done to Lebanon will overwhelm you. That refers to the trees that were deforested in the region of Lebanon. As will the destruction of the beasts that terrified them. For the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. What prophet is an idol when its makers has shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies, for its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speechless idols. Woe to him who says to a wooden thing, awake, to a silent stone, arise. Can this teach? Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. This is the word of the Lord. <sighs> These are heavy. May heavy words, which... The oracle of Habakkuk. Oracle means heavy, burden. And, well, I got to tell you, I first read these verses and I'm in my basement and they're in my home office and I'm thinking, how 
in the world am I going to you know, preach such heavy verses? I mean, these are depressing, and, and, uh, and it's already a depressing time. And so here there are these depressing verses and, and a depressing time, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I, I, is, there, is, is there anything I can do to kind of lighten this up so that you know, no one on the other side of that camera pushes the stop button, and I don't know, I just, then I got depressed. I mean, depressing time, depressing verses, and I got depressed, so, so I just decided to watch TV. And I turned to the Golf Channel. Yeah, that's what I did. Turned to the Golf Channel. Saw about five minutes of golf. Then I nodded off and took a nap. That's usually what happens. And then, then I was startled awake. And, and, and when I opened my eyes, there he was. There he was. He was standing right there. Are, are, are you? Are you Habakkuk? Are you Habakkuk? He nodded. I heard you need some help on your sermon, preacher. Well, yeah, but how? Angel grabbed me by the hair, and brought me over here, and here I am. Mind if I have a seat? Please sit. I mean, sit down. He sat down on the couch and looked up. Said, "What? What is that? What's that? Oh, that's. Well, that's that's a television." That's what that is. A box with moving people inside. Yeah, that's yeah, that's television. That's a television. What are you watching? Well, um, well, that's golf. That's that's a game. And and the stick that the guys are holding, they swing it, and it's a little white ball on the ground across the field, and they've got to try to get it into a a hole. And okay, let me get this straight. Grown men. Hold on to a stick and hit a white ball across a field. And you watch this? What 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 else is on? Oh. Well, that's a food channel. What else is on? Well, that that's that's like that's a that's like a home improvement channel. And what else? Turn the next channel. He wasn't very interested in what we were watching. Oh, oh, you're going to love this. This is a movie. This is like a, 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 a dramatic presentation that's being you know, captured on film. This is, this, this, is, this is the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. It's a story about a little girl named Dorothy Gale who uh, was in a house, and this tornado picked up this house, and... Uh, the house was in a place called Kansas, and then it dropped it, the house into this enchanted place called the Land of Oz. And, 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 then, and then the house plopped right down on the wicked witch of the east. And, and, and this particular scene, and, and right then the, 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 the munchkins started singing, ding, 
dong, the witch is dead. Witch on witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. And I looked back and, and Habakkuk was like transfixed. He was, he was tapping his toes. He just thought it was wonderful. I said, you, you, you like this song? Oh, yeah. He said, I, I've written a song just like that. I said, what? I said, I've written a song just like that. I said, well, uh, what do you mean? He said, well, that's, that's a taunt, isn't it? I said, yeah, that's, that's a taunt. He said, well, that, that's a taunt over an evil person who was terrorizing a group of people, and now that evil person is dead. Is that right? Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, well, I wrote a song like that. What are you talking about? Well, it's Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 6 through 20. I said, really? I said, tell me more. He said, oh, yeah, it's a, it's, it, it's a taunt. It's a funeral dirge, it, only it's a parody because, you see, the wicked witch in my song is the Babylonian Empire. This empire that had terrorized God's people over and over and over. And now what's being celebrated is the, the death of this evil empire. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, but really is it right to rejoice over the death of a wicked evil empire? And Habakkuk is going, Well, if you knew how evil Babylon was, you wouldn't be asking that question. And furthermore, you've never been the victim of a heinous crime, have you? And I paused, and my pause gave me away. And Habakkuk went on to say, no, this is, this is a taunt, a celebratory taunt. Um, well, this song captures what was said about one of our Judean kings in 2 Chronicles 21, Jehoram, who when he died, it said that he departed with no one's regret. That's Habakkuk 2, 6 through 20. And then Habakkuk said this, this funeral dirge, this song, this taunt, actually contains five witness impact statements in which Babylon is condemned for her evil. And witness number one, woe, except woe, ah, woe to him. That's, yeah, that's literal woe, but the Hebrew word is hoy, hoy, hey, 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 you, it's, it's meant to get your attention. Hey, you. Hey, you, you ran up the tab and made others pay the bill. Hey, you, you, you plundered others and made them cover your debts. Hey, you, hey, you, verse 9, you used evil to gain in your house so that you would set your nest on high. You thought you were invincible. You thought you were unapproachable. You thought you were inaccessible. You thought you were the, the smartest person in the room. And you looked down on others as you arrogantly, arrogantly devised shame and cut off people. Hey, you. Hey, you. Verse 12. You built a town with blood. You used 
human lives and exploited those lives for your gain. Hey, you, verse 15, you, you, you made your culture a drunken orgy. Hey, you, you, you idolatrous nation. Verse 18, for its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speechless idols. Five witness impact statements becoming this funeral dirge, this taunt that this evil empire has finally expired and is dead. Yeah. What else is on TV? Well, well, oh, you're going to like this. This is, uh, this is another movie. Uh, there's only about 10 minutes of this left. Uh, it's, called, it's called There Will Be Blood. Yeah, it's about a, a ruthless oil man named uh, Daniel Plainview. And, and, and the, the younger man in the picture is actually a preacher. And he's a fraudulent preacher. And, uh, and so you've got this evil, fraudulent preacher. And then you've got this more evil, ruthless oil man. And, and, and oh, this scene is about how the ruthless oil man, well, the fraudulent preacher wanted to cozy up with the ruthless oil man. And, and, and it was just a disaster because, because uh, he had no idea what he was getting into when he was associating with Daniel Plainview. And Daniel Plainview, there's this great line here. Here it is. Here it is. I Drink your milkshake. Like me, I drink your milkshake. Eli, you're, you're, such, a, you're such a child. That's what you are. You, 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 have, a, you have a milkshake? I, I have a milkshake. Here, this, is my, this, is, this is a straw. And my straw goes into your milkshake. And I, I drink your milkshake all the way. I drink it up. That's what I did. Yeah, I took it from you. Then your land is worthless now because I took it and I plundered it. You're such a child, you pathetic child. You. That's, that's, Habakkuk said, that's Babylon and that's Judea. <laughs> Funeral dirge. And God gave me that prophecy to communicate to Judea, only it fell on deaf ears. And here's the thing. This funeral dirge, you know, funeral dirges are for the dead. But Babylon has yet to reach the pinnacle of power. But God says, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen to my people for forsaking me. And this is what's going to happen to the, to the nation and empire that I send to punish my people. The sin just implodes upon himself. You want to know what to tell your Congregation, pastor? Here's what you tell your congregation. You need to tell your congregation. See, some people think that sin is just a petty infraction against a picky God. But that's not, that's not what sin is. Sin is, is Babylonian rebellion against a holy God. That's what sin is. And, and, and Babylonian tyranny against a holy God always results in suicide. Tyranny 
is suicide before a holy God. Because you, 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 it will just consume yourself. But verse 20 says, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. And as you look in your Bible, you see Babylon appearing in the New Testament. Uh, the apostle Peter was in Rome writing a letter. And at the conclusion of Peter's letter, Peter says, she who is in Babylon sends you greetings. Well, they weren't really in Babylon. They were in Rome. But you see, Babylon becomes this uh, word picture of all that is evil and corrupt and irredeemable. And, and then in the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 18, Babylon appears again. Babylon and Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. Babylon is portrayed as this, as this harlot. Jerusalem is portrayed as this pure bride. Babylon is portrayed as this, uh, uh, this culture that will collapse in an hour. It will collapse like a house of cards. Jerusalem is portrayed as this eternal community of holy love because she's married to the king, King Jesus. To what city will you belong? See, see, Babylonian tyranny before God is suicide. But Christ-exalting worship leads to everlasting joy. And then Habakkuk said to me, you want to know what to preach about, preacher? Ask these two questions. Ask these two questions. Uh, what is Babylonian in my world? As I look around my world today, what's Babylonian? I thought about that question. And then I thought about the years of unaddressed sexual assault by those in power and trust over their victims. And now they're at last being addressed, and they need to continue to be addressed. I thought about child abuse and the, the grandmother and her boyfriend in Dallas, Texas, who tied up her six-year-old grandson and hands behind his back and put him in a shed as punishment for stealing food. There, there's something Babylonian about that. And then I thought about Brunswick, Georgia. I've seen the raw video. Ahmad Arbery, an unarmed black man on a jog on a public street in daylight, approached from behind by a truck. That passed him. That stopped. And ultimately, Ahmad was shot three times with a shotgun by a white man who was backed up by his armed father. This was not an interrupted home invasion, nor was it a case of, uh, of law enforcement personnel in an escalating crime situation. It was nothing less than an armed posse. 
There's something Babylonian about that. It, it is Babylonian for a private citizen to chase down another human being in a truck and then shoot him. There, and there is no situation under any Christian vision of justice in which mob murder is moral. And furthermore, it is Babylonian that it took 72 days for the arrests. If I'm a brother in Christ committed to weeping with those who weep, then I need to embrace the grieving and I need to acknowledge the fatigue of yet another racial injustice in America. And if I'm a brother in Christ, I, I need to acknowledge the grief of Asian Americans who've suffered discrimination over the pandemic. And I need to stress that the disease is called COVID-19, not the China virus. And I need to acknowledge before my Latino brothers and sisters in Christ their hurt. I need to acknowledge the pastor in Rantoul who reported that some residents blamed the Latino community for the jump in COVID-19 cases. And that pastor was walking in town and someone said to him, you illegals need to go back where you came from and then gave him a middle finger salute. There's something Babylonian about that. What's Babylonian in our world that needs to be addressed? But then Habakkuk looked me right in the eye and said, here's the second question, preacher. What's Babylonian in your heart? It's easy to talk about what's Babylonian out there, but what's Babylonian in here? What, what, what little compromises are you making to, to set your nest on high? And it may not be criminal, but it's just not like Christ. In what ways are you using power and authority for you? And, and then he reminded me of the clergy in Jerusalem in his day who had become so assimilated in the national mindset that they refused to speak truth to power. They refused to speak up against the injustice of the people. And Habakkuk said, Pastor, what idols of your heart need to be torn down and destroyed? Could the stupidity of idolatry be any plainer in verse 18 for its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speechless idols martin luther once said whatever your heart clings to and confides in that is really your god your functional savior hey you verse 19 hey you You say to a wooden thing awake, to a silent stone arise. Oh, it looks good on the outside. Gold and silver overlaid. But there is no breath in it. No breath, no ruach, no spirit. None. Hey, you. I said, wow. Well, that is heavy. Um, but I mean, Habakkuk, can you, can you give me some hope? Is there any hope? He looked at me and he thought, well, of course. Absolutely. 
Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, let me tell you. Let me give you some hope. It's the best part. It's the most wonderful part. It's the most redemptive part. Here's what I want you to tell them. Here's what I want you to tell them. I want you to tell them. And then right then, the angel came back, yanked him by the hair, and he, he, and then he, he just was just about ready to leave. And I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. To say what? Say what? what do you, don't leave me. What? Say what? And, and, and he kept leaving, and, and he said, I, I, I'll see you in heaven. And I said, but wait a minute. What are you going to? And then the last thing I heard was 14, 20, 14, 20. And he was gone. 14, 20. What? 14, 20. I go back, I go back to my desk and sit down and open the scriptures here and suddenly I looked at verse 14. There it is, verse 14. Did you see it? Did you see it? In the midst of the Babylonian chaos, in the midst of untold evil, verse 14, for the Lord, for the for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. There's the hope. The hope is that, that the day will come when the skies will be filled with the glory of the Lord in the birth of our Savior. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Babylon cannot stop God's plan. Babylon isn't sovereign. God is sovereign. And just as Eden was flooded with the glory of God on earth, it's already started. The knowledge, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is not content. It's not just knowing about God. It's knowing God. It is the filling of God's spirit, of Christ's spirit in his church. Jesus, for the joy endured the cross. This joy, this future, we set our hearts on that. And for that joy, we endure many difficult things. We set our hearts on the cross to see and know the glory of God in Christ. Jesus is the glory of God, and we're a part of His world. And that's what helps us in the most heart-wrenching situations. And that's when I looked at verse 20. It's like Habakkuk says, God, I'm going to wait in your holy temple till you come out. And finally, God comes out. And when God emerges from the temple, Habakkuk is silent. And the whole world is silent. And Babylon is silent. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. And why? Because when God came, he put on flesh and he was crucified and heaven was silent. The Lord in his temple, the earth is silent. Christ on the cross, heaven was silent. Things are not out of control. Because God is in control. Are, are, you, are you tired? Are you, de- are you depressed? Are you exhausted? I, I, I just feel that as a congregation, you know, some of us hit a wall last week. 
And we, we thought we were doing okay, but uh, then we realized we're not. And are you kind of in a blue funk? And are you, are you, are you, are you, are you fear of being stuck in the basement until next summer? Hear me, hear me. 1420. Go to verse 14 and go to verse 20. When, if you, if, when your hope tank runs dry, go to verses 14 and 20 and you fill up with hope. And when your hope tank is topped uh, off, then you go out and you share that hope until you run dry. And when you run dry, you come back to 1420 and you keep doing that over and over and over again. The reason why Babylon can't win is because God in Christ came. And God's grace and God's love are mightier than armies and bombs and bribery and torture and pandemics and racism and sexual assault and economic challenges. God gives his holy ones a different kind of power. Uh, 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 my kingdom is not of this world power. Christ is the power to endure, the power to forgive, the power to repay evil with love, the power to wait for justice, the power to outdo one another in showing honor, the power to resist evil, the power to set boundaries against unsafe people, the power that, that can turn Babylonians into brothers. The power that can turn killers into apostles like the Apostle Paul. It is the power of the gospel for the salvation of all who believe. Do you believe? For the righteous will live by faith before this holy God. And the church said, 